you know, before we move forward, I think it's important for for myself, I know Cal has mentioned it, to acknowledge uh, the contributions and leadership that Lovey provided this program over the past two seasons in a variety of different roles. So a lot of respect and appreciation and admiration for Lovey as a person, what he did for our team, what he's done for a lot of people in our building. He had a very positive impact on a lot of different people. In the end, after careful, thoughtful research and evaluation of our program, we felt, I felt, that this was the best decision for our program moving forward. Person, same old mistakes. We are the Beltway Boys. This is episode 71, and we got a lot to talk about, Walker. First off, I didn't do the intro shit. What is <laughs> going on? The beautiful, the talented, you know, Walker, what is going on, man? This is uh, episode 71, and this is, uh, I feel like deja vu all over again, man. Deja vu all over, bro. It. It's exactly what what we thought was was not possible. <laughs> like here we are again, a year later. It feels like a year removed from the Texans firing Levy uh, David Coley, and now they are firing Levy Smith. Um, the Texans are again searching for a head coach. Three different head coaches in three years. Now it's going to be four head coaches in four years. It's the Texans, man, where are they? What is going on? They fired him quick, too. Like, what the heck? They fired him quick because he freaking lost that game. I mean, won that game and lost that pick. Man. I would, you you saw Cal was not happy. Ooh, he looked pissed on that <laughs> after the game, standing on the sideline. But mm-hmm. how were your feelings about them losing that pick? Because that was like a roller coaster of a game. That was... I haven't felt that disappointed by them probably probably uh I don't even know, bro. As far as like in as far as a football game, probably since that Chiefs game. That's probably like football wise cuz yeah, on the it was field. like, bro, they they won that game in the most like fluky way and it's just like, why? Why? And then they go for two. When Lovey Smith hasn't gone for two the whole freaking year, they want to go for two. He want to try to win a game when he's been conservative all freaking year. And I'm just – that's what me and you were talking about earlier. Like, freaking – he they scored that freaking Hail Mary fluke touchdown, and, and I'm watching it on my phone, and I, I threw my phone because I was like, he's about to go for two-point conversion right here, huh? <laughs> I'm like he's about to he's about to go for this two point conversion and sure enough, bro, 
I look back up and he he got him out there for the two point, and then they get it, and I'm just like, that was just a roll a roller coaster of a game because didn't they get like a 17 point lead again? They yeah, they definitely had I a think, lead. Yeah, I think they got like a 17 point lead, just like the first game. And Colts came back, but that that was uh. That was not that was not fun to watch, bro. Especially like just the roller coaster of emotions, <laughs> and just like there's no way they're gonna freaking let the Colts. And the Colts were doing a great like I think if they would have blown the Colts out just because the Colts were literally trying to lose, it looked like like the the teammate knocking the ball out of the <laughs> out of the um, his teammate's hand on the fumble on the kickoff return, like stuff like that is kind of like really like really you know so if they would have blown the Colts out and and just because the Colts were just like not gonna let not let you win uh win this game or lose this game I mean then that's one thing but the way they the way they won it just just didn't sit right with me yeah it just it, it felt intentional on the like and it, the weirdest thing is, like, we felt that after a Texans win, mm-hmm. you know? But it was what was at stake, and it seemed so minuscule. But and at a time in a draft where the Texans need the first overall pick, it feels like it was right there for the taking. It was right there. It was right there, like, to the very end of the game versus the Colts. It was the Texans, all they had to do was lose. And it was secured. And ultimately, like you said, Levy Smith decided to get aggressive in week 18 of the <laughs> NFL season. And uh, it costed the Texans the first overall pick. Now, they could still get the player we want at number two. That's still possible because mm-hmm. Chicago has the number one pick now. and They don't necessarily need a quarterback. Um, but yeah, they could trade that pick. Let, yeah, let's talk about that because um, in side note, also Rex Burkhead seemed to not even be a factor in this game, which is really <laughs> weird since, like, the whole season. He was getting way more carries than he probably ever should have. But the game they actually need to lose, he didn't, you know. Yeah. It's just, that's just a, little, it's just a little weird to me. But Suspicious. Um, yeah. But um, as far as the Bears, so it's like after you watch that game, you kind of calm down, and you're like, okay, we still can come away with like a quarterback, especially. That's why seeing C.J. Stroud versus Georgia was so important to me to see how he performed, um, because that makes you feel better. Like, okay, if they take one of these, I'm I'll be happy with either one of these QBs if it's Bryce or C.J. Um. Before before the Georgia game, I was kind of more so just like Bryce or Jalen Carter. Um, so now that it's like okay, we can still get a, a good quarterback, and um, if you compare them with a with a good coach, and I think we'll talk about that here soon. Mm-hmm. But if you compare them with a good coach, um, that makes me even more confident, you know, as far as like the team. But with the Bears, they don't need a quarterback. Um, unless it's like, unless like some type of freaking, you know, plot twist. And they're like, you know what? We like one of these QBs way better than we like Justin Fields. 
and we're gonna take them. Like that would just be crazy. <laughs> that would be so. That would be such like a monumental moment if that happened. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna assume that they're. I'm under the assumption they're gonna trade this pick. Um, and I'm under the assumption that they're gonna trade it to the Colts because if they really wanna, unless they get a haul from like the Panthers or or you know somebody like that. If they still want to, like, be able to pick Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, they got to trade with the Colts or probably Seattle at the worst to get them. So it's like um, I'm under the assumption that probably the Colts will pick first. And I think they don't – like you were saying this earlier, they don't seem like they are going to take Bryce Young. They don't seem – now we don't know. We we gotta see how the process goes. Um, but they don't they seem very Will Levis, CJ Stroud to me, you know, just just as an organization. Um so like you said, man, after that game and, and the, the emotions of of winning, I was about to say losing because we lost the pick, but winning that game, it's like we could still end up with Bryce Young. So um you know, you can't be mad at that, but it's just like, come on, bro. Like, you, you, now you're, now you're giving the Colts, and this is really what sucks about, that's why I wanted the first pick, but it's like, now you're giving the Colts the opportunity to um, get a good quarterback in your division. Um, and maybe they take the one that you like the most. So it's just like, one, I didn't want the Colts to, to, you know, get helped out at all. But two, it's like now they can they can possibly not only get a quarterback, but get the one you wanted, and you played them twice a year, um, every year. So, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the Chicago pick. If they do trade with the Colts, which I hope they don't, and if they do trade with the Colts, I hope they Colts give them like a two first round picks at least, you know what I'm saying? Something like yeah. that. But I feel like it's probably not going to be, I feel like it's probably going to be like a third and a fourth or like a second and a fourth, something like that. Something easy. Like mm-hmm. we could have gave them the same thing to move up. No, I, I agree. I feel like it was kind of a strategic move. It seemed like the Colts, at one oh, yeah. point, were, were tanking themselves. Like, they were just doing things that was just giving the Texans opportunities. Like, it was like, what the hell? But it it just feels like I've I seen, like, local media and others, like, saying, you know, people don't normally trade up for the first overall pick or people don't trade up for the first overall pick to draft a six-foot quarterback under 200 pounds. And I'm like, this ain't that same NFL no more like these are different times and this if if it ever was going to happen this is the year I mean it's the Houston Texans we're talking about they don't have any good karma (laughs) they don't have any good luck on their Mm -hmm. side this is the type of thing that happens to Houston sports fans we get jumped over and we get you know our heart broken like the win is right there in grass or the draft pick is right there and we don't get it. The Rockets have been close these last couple of years to getting the first overall pick. They haven't gotten it. It 
I will say, side note, I feel like this is the year the Rockets get the first overall pick. But maybe this is the year for the Texans to get the second. They got the third last year. Rockets got the third. You know what I'm saying? They got Jalen Green that one year they had second. Now maybe we get our Jalen Green. His name's Bryce Young. Uh-huh. So I do – we talked off the show and we said how – like what we thought the Colts would do, and they it just seems like Will Levis, like feel like mm-hmm. he would gel gel with them, or C.J. Stroud even, you know. But I don't know. I if they get Will Levis, I already told you my theory. If they get Will <laughs> Levis, you know what that means: Archie Manning, twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six, whatever. Twenty twenty six when he comes out, yeah. Yeah, go ahead and book it. Um, but I could see that. I just don't see them doing it for Bryce Young. And if not, then what's what's the consolation prize for the Texans? C.J. Stroud. He looked good against Georgia. He put up a way better fight than TCU did tonight. Uh, it's. I guess the Texans will be fine either way. They're going to get a quarterback, that's for sure. Yeah. Only thing with C.J. Stroud, like we've said, I still haven't seen – who he decided to go one he hasn't declared yet but who he decides to go um with as far as his his uh, representation um because like i said Bijan was represented by those same people that represented sean watson but he he switched to clutch sports i believe um and he has the same agent as Jalen hurts now so i'd be interested to see and the fact that he hasn't declared yet is, I don't, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand why what's taking him so long, but I don't know. That's 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 interesting because I know people are like, there's people who haven't declared, but I feel like only people who haven't really declared yet is like Jalen Carter, because he's playing in the national championship, or like who else? I guess has to officially declare. I don't know. But I, it it is weird that he hasn't declared yet, <laughs> and especially if they especially if they can get him like brand deals that are are are, are going to be worth like ten million or something in college. It's like, man, will I even make that my rookie year? You know, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you do as a second overall pick, but it's just like come back one more year to Ohio State with my receiver. Maybe I don't have to get picked by the Texans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I really feel like that might play a a a, a factor in why he hasn't freaking like said he's coming out or not. But, but yeah, man, I, I think if you can if you can come away with one of CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, I don't want Will Levis at two. Um. I don't think I don't think any fan would can I mean there'd be people upset, but I don't think any fans can really just be mad at that. Yeah. No, I agree. I feel like if if the Colts jump us, say CJ Stroud does stay, I don't think there's a quarterback worth taking it to. I like Anthony Richardson. I think he's more of a project. Mm-hmm. I don't know unless the Texans get a veteran that would maybe be the only way I yeah, feel you comfortable. Yeah, I, I don't think you could start Anthony Richardson anytime next year. 
No, especially not with the roster that we have. Like, just, just need some time. So if 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 under those you know circumstances with C.J. Stroud not coming out this draft and Bryce Young going number one by a team who trades with Chicago, the Texans might as well take best player available. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? Just get ready for the quarterbacks next year. I agree. I agree. I feel like they won't do that, though, because that's actually interesting because somebody posted this question. like, what if the coach they hire is like, I like Davis Mills as a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, man. It's like, and it's an interesting question. It's like, I, I, I like Davis Mills and I want to I wanna work with him. I wanted you to put weapons around him, and I want, I want him to be the guy that I, I um, go for it with. That's tough for Nick Casario. I think that's tough for Nick Casario, maybe because yeah, I don't think he's he's, he's yeah he he looks like he's trying to get off the hot seat um, yeah. and buy himself time. I he had this press conference today, and and I actually um. I don't think he has a sense of like desperation like a Bill O'Brien does. I think he he would try to do what's best to help like kind of buy him time, but also not necessarily like screw up the future of the team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he he was saying that if I meet with a coach and and they feel that you know that we can't work together or like I'm somebody like basically I'm somebody that they don't feel comfortable working with then like maybe I'll have to step down you know like he said that in his, in his press conference um so I don't think he feels a sense of like desperation as far as like worrying about losing his job more so I think he feels a sense of like he wants to to right his wrongs, I guess, even though I feel like this was the plan the whole time, but he wants the shot to actually do his job. Um, because last year he didn't want to hire Lovey. That was a cow decision. Um, I think he let David Cully go because Brian Flores got fired and saw it as the perfect opportunity to make a home run higher. So um, I think with Nick, if you get the coach back to the question of like, would you keep Mills one more year? And if he's like, I want to stick with Mills, then at that point, um, you know, taking Jalen Carter, Will Anderson is is very enticing. Or even if you trade down um, with I don't know who and get a lot of picks, if you can if you can get a good package, if not, just take take the player. Yeah, and they have the second overall pick and the 12th overall pick. They're going to get some good players. They're going to come away this year with pretty much the same what they had last year. I think before they traded with Philly, I think they had the 12th overall pick maybe, and they Uh, had the third. I think they had 13th, so pretty about the same spot. Wow, Wow. so third. We're at 12th right now, yeah. And 13th, and now we're at second and 12th. Mm-hmm. Damn. Hey, next year we're getting first overall pick. <laughs> no. and we're getting 11th. No. Yeah. yeah, maybe. With the Browns picking. Yeah. yeah. Browns will be picking first. 
<laughs> Texas will be picking 11th. That's actually a real possibility. It is. Did you see that we played the NFC South this year? Come on. And uh, I did a little research, and every time we played the NFC South, I think last time we played them was what, four years ago, something like that. We went 10 and 6. Then before that, we went 9 and 7. And then before that, um, it was 2011. And I think that was the first year we made the playoffs. Right? Walker, Walker, that's awesome that you yeah. like, looked into that deep dive. And now that you say that, you're like, from my memory at least, you're right. The year they had uh, TJ Yates, they played the Falcons in the regular season. You remember that game? That was like Matt Schaub, like first game being hurt, mm. TJ Yates taking over, playing against his hometown team. Mm-hmm. And he like played a good game. And then I think that's the year they went to the playoffs, obviously, for the first time and with TJ Yates. And he beat the Bengals. Bengals, yeah. And then another that's time. That's crazy. So that what I, I honestly, I'm thinking about it right now. And I, and I only thing I remember from that Bengals game, I might go back and watch it tonight or something. But the only thing I remember from that Bengals game is um the J.J. Watt fumble return touchdown. Yeah. But TJ Yates was the starting. That wasn't Schaub. That was TJ Yates. He threw a touchdown wow. to Andre. Deep pass, mm. I think, on Pac-Man, maybe. I, 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 so all I can remember right now is the, the J.J. Watt touchdown. Yeah. That's it. And salute to him. Side note, he just retired. Yeah, man. So, so. Always, man. He's a he's a Houston sports legend. Um, poverty freaking sports city, but. We've had he, some great. Yeah, he he I think uh him not being able to play for like meaningful games here was was they they really let let him down on that, bro. They yeah. they dropped the ball on that. Big time. Andre too. Yeah, absolutely. Cuz you you don't he's a only he's one of three people to to win defensive player three times in um in their career. And I'm pretty sure Lawrence Taylor has won the Super Bowl, and I'm pretty and Aaron Donald has won the Super Bowl. JJ never even made it to AFC Championship game. Sad man. <laughs> I hope I do hope though now that he's retired, he's another Ring of Honor. Oh know, yeah, member just like Andre, and I hope he does kind of help or be around the organization in some capacity, kind of like Andre. I feel like when you have organizations like that where the old players come back around and are constantly around the, the team or the franchise, I, I think it's it's good. So I think maybe he can help in another way. He can win a ring with us as like a executive, you know, like maybe Jeff Bagwell did with the Astros recently. Mm. Um, you can win in other ways, still help. Yeah. Can you imagine, though, if D'Amico becomes the coach, you got Andre kind of in the front office, J.J. Watt, you know, in some capacity, part of the organization. Like, man, let's go ahead and get into the coaches then. Let's go ahead and get into the coaches. There's already been six or five candidates. I screenshotted it, and I can tell you so far, Texans have put in a request for Lions, O.C., Ben Johnson, Eagles, D.C., Jonathan Gannon, 49ers, D.C., D'Amico Ryans, 
Broncos, D.C., Ehor Verrero. Mm. I know I didn't say that right. Eagles, O.C., Shane, Shietchen. <laughs> That's uh, definitely a Polish or German name. But that is five candidates. And Walker, we talked about as many coaches in the last four years. That's probably the best list they've ever put together to interview of candidates, you know, since they've been searching every offseason. How do you feel about it? And who's kind of like the people that stick out to you that you want from that list? Man, it's a breath of fresh air because like these past two searches, especially the Cully one, is like we 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 fired Bill O'Brien like what four weeks into the season. And yeah. we were the last team to hire a coach. Um, but we hired, it, it was because of the Sean Watson request of the trade. And then obviously, um, once he requested the trade, then also the, the freak stuff came out. So kind of in a bad spot there. And then Cully was really bad and they fired him because like we just said, they were, I think they Saw an opportunity to to get Brian Flores, but you know he sued the NFL, so he couldn't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, man, the the amount of like young, up and coming, like just like people you want to hit your wagons to, like offensive minds, defensive minds, um, is very like is is a great sign for me. Obviously, like certain teams, I think teams like the Colts. I mean, the Colts kind of same spot as us, but like the Broncos. Um, who else is kind of like ready made for the like, Chargers? I don't think mm-hmm. they fire Staley, but like if you're somebody in the market for like a Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, like we're not in that market. <laughs> you no, know, like we're in the market for like uh, a young guy who's ready to like kind of build his identity with us. Um, so seeing names on there like D'Amico, you mentioned Ben Johnson, um, Shane. I don't know how you say his last name. Um, and uh, Jonathan Gannon, who apparently was really close to being hired last year uh, outside of some differences. Um, It's very encouraging that they're – I think Nick has wanted to hire some good coaches but just hasn't had the real opportunity. And and hopefully um, this this is the time that he can. I mean, he's going to have to. He has to get – he has to get one of these young guys, period. There is no, you know, other option at this point for him. Yeah. Um, so out of that list, though, um, I I need to watch more, like, kind of do – and we've been here, what, the last – did we do this last year? I'm not sure we did. I'm just trying to think of, like, who we were – who we were thinking of. Because I know the first time um, after O'Brien, we were – me and you were, like, Joe Brady, big on Joe Brady. Yeah, we had kind of like a wish list or people. Um, Eric B. Into me obviously was one. Yeah, that was a big one. I'm trying to think, oh. I think that was Dayball, Salah, some good coaches. Yeah, yeah, there Dayball, was. Dayball didn't um, end up taking a job that year, but and then last year, Dayball again, but he kind of had written us off. So yeah. 
Um, who else got hired last year? Nick Sirianni. I don't think he was a real candidate. Kevin O'Connell, who might he be a – he's a coach like of the him. year candidate this year. They interviewed him. Um, who were some other coaches? But, like, yeah, we kind of like – I kind of like to do, like, a deep dive of – not necessarily like the scheme, but more so like the the interviews they have and kind of see their philosophies and how they lead. I think you know, um, I mean some sometimes like the play calls too. But I I I'm a little partial right now to Ben Johnson. I don't know if it's recency bias, but like um, just seeing that Packers and, and Lions game last night and. and the play calls and just how the offense was flowing. Um, and it's been flowing since he's taken over. Like, they had a play call where he freaking threw, like, a little receiver, like, a little, like, receiver tunnel screen little type of thing, and then the receiver pitched it back to a running back coming around. And that's just, like, next level, like, Andy Reid play, playmaking um you know, ability in my eyes, bro, because that was just very creative and very, like, that that type of, of of innovation is why he would be, in my opinion, the, the probably the guy that I would hire. Um, I have to go watch some more, uh, like, Eagles offense and how they play call, but um, Texans thoughts is really big on, on Shane. Um Gannon seems like him and Casario are pretty linked up. Like they're they're pretty connected as far as philosophies and stuff like that. Um, but with Gannon, Philly fans seem to be like, yes, take him, take him, you know. So that's always a little weird to me. But maybe it's a, a thing of like he's a better like head coach versus defensive coordinator, even though they have like one of the best defenses in the league. So I don't understand why. Philly fans hate them, but he, you know, Philly fans are also crazy. But yeah, yeah, you know, but like I think about us with Vrabel, were we were we really saying like take Mike Vrabel because he was he was really bad here, you know. I I I always kind of saw him as like he's gonna be a damn good head coach, like you know I what I mean. So, too. so it's just like I I don't know what to think about Philly fans saying stuff like that. Um, so some good options. And then D'Amico Ryan would probably sell out seats here too. Like if you if you do a combination of D'Amico and, and Bryce Young, that stadium is going to be sold out next year, which is what I think Cal is worried about the most, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it really – this head coaching hire – will define, along with the draft, but I think this head coach and hire will define what the Texans will be in two years. I agree. I completely agree. It's You mentioned it about them when they play the NFC South opponents, that they tend to have a good year. I don't think the Texans are a bad team. They were in a lot of games this year. If Lovey Smith would have had that consistent aggression that he showed in week 18 for the entire 2022 season, the Texans probably would have won a lot more games. Like they were at least two more, at least at the very least, at the very least, 
at the very least. They probably would have beat the Colts week one, maybe Denver week two. Could have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. Had That had to go to overtime. Uh, almost beat the Dallas Cowboys. Like, that was in the last seconds. Like, there were some very close games against some good teams. And I think they realized and recognized that Lovey Smith was not that guy. Like you said, they got to get this coaching hire right uh, just for the franchise's sake, but also for a national media-like perception of them because right now it's not good. And if they have another bad coach, what are they going to do, fire him again after a season? This guy is going to have to stay at least a minimum of two years just for optics alone. <laughs> so it's like they got to get it right. I don't think they're that far off. You get a quarterback that the team believes in and has, you know, that franchise QB ability, and I think they're off and running. And you talked about uh, Ben Johnson. I think after last night, just the conversation of him has just increased. I was asleep because I was furious about Lovey Smith's situation. So I woke up and saw a lot of Lions highlights on my timeline. And that play that you mentioned, he looked really was, it was almost like it was drawn up in the backyard and mm -hmm. it worked to perfection. Uh, that type of play calling, that type of guts is something that the Texans haven't had ever. Kobe at offense was fire. Like, I mean, that's basically – you know, the offense that's kind of running the NFL, like, but it's, you know, it's, it's outside zone. And, and you, once you, once you kill them with that, you hit them with the play action over the top. But this offense is like Andy, I don't know. I'm not gonna say Andy Reed. I think it's still like, cause he's still a derivative of freaking um, McVay, but it's it, the creativity I think is a little more Andy Reed-ish. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he has guts. And in this league, you got to be able to do the hard stuff or the tough. To, you got to be able to make them tough decisions on the fly. And I, I feel like with the Lions, they were constantly in games, constantly in high scoring shootouts. Mm -hmm. uh, they had Jared Goff looking like an MVP at one point uh, for a brief moment. They just looked like a world <laughs> machine. And I think if you get him as a head coach and you pair him with the young QB, fingers crossed, Bryce Young, and you just let them grow together, oh my God! That's how oh. you. That's how you create, like, Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid's and Sean Payton's and, and Drew Brees's and you know, um, you let those two people like because because Bryce Young, I think even CJ Stroud. Cause he's pretty. He's the light skinned Jared Goff. Like uh, people have already uh, proclaimed that. So it's just like that's funny. If you if CJ Stroud, I think can do a lot of 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 like Jared Goff things as far as like not just in Detroit, but like in LA when he was leading like the number two overall offense in the NFL. It's just like CJ Stroud. He is just like that. He don't have that that it that Bryce has. That's that's really the mm -hmm. only separation for them for me. He don't have that it 
that Bryce has. And it's just like, I think with CJ Stroud, you can be very, you will be very, very good. Maybe even get to a Super Bowl, which, like I said, I, I, at this point, like, that would be amazing for the Texans. But it's just like with Jared Goff, he just didn't have it when they needed it. And and the Super Bowl they lost was like a defensive, like, just lockout. And all they needed was a couple, just a couple plays from Goff, and they would have won that, that game. But, yeah, man, I think, I, I, I think uh, offensive coach is the way to go. Um, it can work with defensive coaches. Like if you, if you got that, I think Bryce can overcome that. Um, it's just like I was telling you earlier, once you get like a, you hire your defense, your staff, you got a defensive coach and he hires a staff and he hires this, this coordinator, this offensive coordinator, like that, that coordinator is going to get poached pretty quick. Once people start seeing it having success and it's like, can you, can you, create a system to where that's something you can keep doing over and over again or maybe your QB is is just so good that he can be his own like a Peyton Manning Tom Brady where they had defensive head coaches but um they pretty much know everything to do on the offense so they got that covered um I don't know man it's 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 a lot of ways they can go but I think for me just as far as Texans history, man, we've always kind of been better with the offensive head coach, Kubiak, Bill O'Brien. So um, that's that's probably where I would be leaning towards. I like it. I, I like it. I, I'm all Ben John, Johnson or D'Amico Ryans. That's that's where I'm at. That's on my and, wish list. And it's a um, – a video out on, I think it's called Underdog Fantasy, um, uh, on like the scheme of Shane, I'm not Shane, of Ben Johnson. They might have, they, shoot, they probably have done one on freaking a lot of people, but they have like a little segment called Scheme, and it's probably like a 30 minute video of like just breaking down plays. They have one on Bryce Young recently too that ironically has Josh McCown breaking down Bryce Young plays versus uh, LSU. Y'all want to go check that out, yeah. So they have like a whole segment of like coach, like coordinators calling plays, or like a player getting like film breakdowns. Pretty good. I didn't watch the the Ben Johnson one yet, but I am going to go check it out because I saw it was super long. I watched the Bryce Young one, and it was it was versus LSU, and um, McCown was very impressed. Even though that was, they were like, this is his worst game. This is why we're going to use it because this is his worst game. But they were they were still super impressed. Every every NFL player I've heard talk about Bryce Young has been just like glowing. I seen a clip and I pulled it, uh, edited it in the episode last, the, our last episode. But it was Ryan Clark talking about Bryce Young. And he's LSU grad and. He even talks crap about other SEC teams, especially Alabama, and he had to give him his props. He was like, he is the best quarterback to ever play in the SEC. Like, he is the truth. Wow. He said so, SEC? Or maybe not SEC, definitely probably Alabama. Probably Bama. Yeah, probably. I'm For like, sure, Bama. I don't know if, you, I don't know uh, if Burrow had the best, like, run. college football season I've ever seen in my life. But, I'll have to I'll have to play the full clip because I only put a snippet of it in our intro, but uh, 
he he had glowing praise. And if he didn't say best quarterback in the SEC, damn near he said everything but that. Like, um, so it just – and then Dan Orlaski, obviously. But everything always goes back to his height. And if you can get over that, then you're going to have no problem selecting the best quarterback in the draft. Like, he's he's the new age Drew Brees. That's my comp for him. Because mm-hmm. Drew Brees could move around in the pocket mm-hmm. well enough, you know, to do what he needed to. I think Bryce Young is just that, but times ten. Like, if you if you don't want to keep him in the pocket, he can do damage to you on the outside. If you want to keep him inside the pocket, fine. He can slice and dice you all mm-hmm. over the field. He has no weakness, and his weakness always goes back to his height. But yep. his play continues. And continues to show that that's not a problem. That's not a he problem. He's been short forever. He's been short forever, and he's it hasn't been a problem. It hasn't I don't been see. A problem. I don't see why it it would be. I don't think it will be. If not, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. You know, he's playing in the SEC right now. He played then, versus Georgia and blew him out with a yeah. better defense than this year. Yeah, and his his offensive linemen are probably NFL size mm-hmm. linemen. You know, so there's not – it's not like – I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. He makes tough plays look easy. He has a little bit of that Mahomes scape ability where it's just like, why has nobody tackled this guy? Like, yeah. what the fuck? He's – it's where they just make grown men look like kids. Like, so to ha- if that's who the Texans are fortunate enough to end up drafting, and they pair him with a Ben Johnson or D'Amico Ryans, let's go. And I really – I like Ben Johnson. That's who I would love. But if they get D'Amico and they could somehow get Clint Kubiak as the offensive coordinator to implement that Kubiak system, but maybe he's younger and he's more uh, gutsy, let's say, I would be elated. I would be ecstatic, like, I, I think man. whoever Oof. I think if um if D'Amico comes, I think he's gonna get a yeah, I think he's gonna continue that Shanahan offense. So it, it wouldn't be a shock to see um him hire somebody like Kubiak. I did see Jonathan Gannon would bring like uh not Shane, freaking he bring Frank Wright as as his um offensive coordinator if he got hired. That'd be huge. I like Frank Wright. Mm-hmm. His time in, with the Colts, and he was a good offensive coordinator for the Eagles, right? At yeah, when they won the Super Bowl, yeah. For Doug Peterson, so let's go. I, I don't know, man. I think I think the Texans are in a great position. They have been the last to hire a coach the last two seasons. I think they'll probably be the first to hire a coach this year. Um, they need to. They, they need, need to. to find their candidate, lock in on them, and 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 offer him whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever it takes. Um, but Walker, we can, we're going to be talking all off season about these Texans and these moves. We'll still do it week by week because I'm sure it's going to be changing week by week for the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing that is consistent and is going to be consistently having happening probably even through the NFL draft, NFL offseason is the NBA season 
and it is still going on. The Rockets are not really uh, improving. They they win one, they lose five. Uh, it's it's pretty much been the same. But some of our favorite players seem to be struggling right now. Um, Rockets Twitter is an interesting place to uh, be a fan at because they overreact, uh, overly criticize, and it seems like some of the overreaction right now is for Jalen Green. Mm. Are you worried about his slump at all, or you just think it's right now? It's just it's that time of the year for him. Yeah, I'm literally not zero worry. Like. Last person I'm worried about is Jalen Green. <laughs> like, yeah. I um, I don't know. I I've been watching games, but I haven't been watching them as intently as I normally do. I think the Texans have gotten my a lot of my attention. Just Texans stress me out the most out of any of these teams. <laughs> so like they've gotten most of my attention, but um, I think people are just especially like diehard like. This is the Rockets are their team. They're just frustrated. Um, it always happens. Whoever's playing back, they they basically scapegoat them. Um, and and at this point, it's Jalen Green's turn. Um, you know, it's always gonna be like that because we're spoiled. Rockets fan base is spoiled, especially if they're younger fans who didn't start watching until Harden years. Like they, I I this is what I would expect because. I mean, I haven't even watched a rookie rookie come up in 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 the, in the Rockets like outside of what y'all mean. I think yeah. it's the first time I really saw like a top rookie. It's I mean, so Fra- Francis too, but I think I started watching the Rockets when Francis was already like two or three years in. Same. Um, but like y'all mean, I don't remember people. Also, there wasn't social media like this, so I don't know what they were saying. But I don't remember people like Yao Ming's going to be a bust. He can't even hold, you know, whoever. So um, I think it's just a, like a reaction of like not seeing a rookie develop or having a top rookie and, and having to go through these growing pains and, and being so spoiled with like getting hardened and him him being able to score 30 every single night and, and carry you to a win every single night. Um, so I think that's all it is. That, and then you're always going to have people who um, have agendas, whether it be they want it mobily or they like KPJ, they're a KPJ fan and they hate when people talk crap about KPJ but not Jalen, so they got to Talk crap about Jalen. Um, there's Shingun fans who it's like it's just like all type of agendas that that go out. Um, if you look at like his archetype though, like a shooting guard, scoring guard like that, who's not a point guard, like they all pretty much look like this. Like Anthony Edwards started off so hot last year. Um, and then, like, around this time, too, in the middle of the season, like, he he just kind of cooled down. You know what I mean? It, it happens because at some point, once you, once teams start seeing, like, okay, like, he's our leading scorer. And I saw a great thread on this. But, like, once teams start seeing, like, okay, this is the guy we got to stop, 
now he's getting all this attention on him like he wasn't before, you know, last year when he could kind of people still filling them out. Now people know he can give you 30 if you're not paying attention, like if you're not really locked in. Um, so now he has to deal with how to score efficiently, like how to how to be able to score, get out of this slump, like how to get to the rim and, and get to the free throw line, which I thought he's been doing a great job of, which is another reason I'm not like concerned because that's super important is getting to the rim and getting to the free throw line. Um, like shooting, I don't, I never saw him as like a shooter. He's a scorer. Like, so he has to, he has to see the ball go in the hole for him to like feel good about his shot or something like that. Um, that's why he goes, I saw when he gets hot, he gets hot. He he looks unstoppable. So, um, I think slumps are a part of basketball period. Um, so it's just not something I, I'm 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 not worried at all. People people are gonna say the same thing about I don't even know who else. When it, a, a Shingun starts falling off in a couple of weeks, they're gonna say the same thing. If KPJ, who's been playing it really great these past uh, games, if he starts going into a slump, they're gonna start the same talk again. They call Jabari a bust after ten games, like. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like you said, overreactions and Twitter and just frustration of a bad season, you not being able to 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 defend your agendas, you know. But yeah, I have not nothing concerns me about Jalen Green at all. I feel like I feel like this is kind of what's supposed to be happening. I don't know. I think next year, if this is happening next year, then I'd be worried. I think next year he's going to average like 25. I really think next year people people going people going to find out. I really thought that was going to be this year. So I'll take that L, but I think next year they're going to get veterans. They're going to spend money this offseason and that's what they need. I think they need a good blend right now. And I think it's all young. I don't know if you saw Austin Rivers's uh comments about KPJ and Jalen like at first last night, yeah. I think it was last night, they took some of his comments and made it seem like that's all he said. But if you read the full context, he was basically saying, hey, these guys don't really know how to play. Mm-hmm. They need veterans. They need to lean on veterans. That team has no veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys have talent, but they need veterans to for them to take that next level. And I completely yeah. agree. I completely agree with Austin Rivers. Like, that is actually what they need. And, you know, you hear comments from, like, Eric Gordon. I don't know how much of a better good veteran he is. It seems like he's kind of just there to get his. He's just there. Yeah, he Schroeder. knows he's going to get Schroeder traded. was a good vet. I agree. Schroeder was a very good vet. And it seems like Eric Gordon, like, he made a comment, you know, like, oh, there's been no improvement. <laughs> well, yeah. like – that kind of reflects on you too, my guy. I mean, you're a veteran. They're not like you're not starting Eric Gordon to be like vying for all star position at a shoot small forward, like a starting small forward. Like, yeah, you're 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 not that guy. Like, so be realistic with yourself and the role. Your role on the team is to be a good veteran and a leader for these young guys to lean on. 
and mm. comments like that like what the fuck is that like that bothered me a little bit like i you and i we have our opinions about silas and we know he might not be the long-term solution but like that was just like shitting on everybody not mm. just silas i was shitting on the players like the organization really yeah and it was like bro they ain't did nothing wrong they did nothing but be right by you you're gonna get traded to probably the ideal situation you're definitely getting paid hefty and you're starting when you shouldn't be like they are catering to you my guy like yeah he plays way <laughs> too many minutes like to be talking like that yeah that's another thing with silas like what that's like why are you playing eric gordon so much like I I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. Yeah. And, I mean, Silas probably ain't going to be around next year. But mm-hmm. it, it, it's becoming kind of tough to watch the games, to be honest. Yes. Like, I think that's – that, and that's what I'm saying. I think that's the frustration. Like, it's just frustrating at this point. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, I, that's why I was like, I haven't been watching the games as intently because it's just like yeah. – It's, why it's would just you? bad. It's just bad. Like, I don't think they were. I don't think they were this bad last year. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't know if I'm remembering wrong or. But they just look bad. Like, <laughs> like they're just out there. Like, like people. People make a joke about it, but it's like they're just out there like an AAU team. Yeah, that's honestly what it looks like. And they are too talented to play like that. And it falls on Silas, man. And he kind of like Lovey Smith. He obviously didn't get fired after one year. He was kind of given, he was dealt a bad hand. You know, the all-star players wanted to leave as soon as he signed. And he's been in a three-year rebuild. And it hasn't been ideal for him in his first coaching opportunity but we got to call what it is and the results are in and he hasn't produced not even a little bit like are we going to win more games than we did last season we're probably on pace to win the exact same amount you're muted you're muted oh yeah probably the exact same like they're like 10 and 30 right now (laughs) It's crazy, Walker. But you know what? If I think the last two years they have finished with the worst record in the league, if I'm not mistaken, and they haven't gotten the first pick, maybe this is the year they finish with the second or third worst record in the league, and they fuck around and get lucky. <laughs> Come on, Lord Jesus. If Wimbon Yanye or however you say his name becomes Wimba a Houston Yana. Rocket, Walker is up and it's fucking stuck. You hear me? <laughs> for real. But, but that's it really for the Rockets. So we always do a top five, and I feel like we've done this top five at least twice in the last yeah. offseason. You might have alluded to it. But I wanted to do a top five Texans wish list, and it again is going to consist of probably some head coaching candidates. Uh, but I already got my top five. I feel like it's pretty similar to last year, maybe. 
maybe just new names, insert new names. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you want to go first, you can, or I can go first. But top five Texans offseason wish list for 2023. Oh, yeah, let me I'll, – I'll start it off. I'm uh, top five offseason wish list. So five is going to be sign a defensive tackle – whether that be I have a list of Javon Hargrave, Deron Payne, mm. um, I think it was, it was one more guy. I think Larry. I think it's like Larry Ori. I can't. He plays for the Saints. Mm. Um, but preferably Javon Hargrave, Deron Payne. Get one of those two guys in free agency. Do what you got to do with them. Fourth, I'm going to say you need to get a center and a right guard. Um, Now, they can do this in free agency or the draft. Um, There's a couple centers in a draft who I think could come in and step in right now. I'm not sure how the free agents are looking as far as, like, centers and guards, but you probably should address this position, like do this in the draft and free agency. Um, guard is a big need. I think center is probably the biggest need on our line. Um, and then third is going to be, um, what is third? <laughs> I'm trying to think, because we, we need defensive line. We need to get defensive line. We need to get freaking um inside offensive alignment. So I'll say third is with that twelfth pick. You gotta I I really want to get a receiver with that twelfth pick because this is like we're gonna get a quarterback. So with that twelfth pick, I really want to get a receiver. Um I know you're you're who you, you got Quentin Johnson as your first receiver. Yeah that's my wide mm-hmm. receiver one. Yeah. So I think I think yeah, if you can get you a receiver, I'm kinda a little bit more I think I'm leaning a little bit more uh JSN. I like Jonathan Smith and J- Jackson Smith and J mm. Um and I like I like both of them over Quentin Johnson. I, I saw a comment on freaking Bleacher Report and I've been I've been literally thinking this for like the past five weeks, but it was like, why does Quentin Johnson remind me of Kevin White? And I'm like, bro, why has this been my thoughts that I try not to think about, but it always creeps back in my head? And that just scares me way too much. So (laughs) I think it's the dreads, but, like, the fear of him being Kevin White scares me way too much. But, um, yeah, three is that I would take a receiver with a 12 pick. Um, Or if you can trade the 12 pick for T. Higgins, do that. (laughs) If you can trade the 12 pick for T. Higgins, then that's what I'm doing. But, yeah, three, try to get that receiver. Two, um, like you said earlier, hiring Ben Johnson. I think I'm, I'm – I right now it's Ben Johnson. Like you said, Ben Johnson, D'Amico Ryans for me. Uh, I want to go do some more deep dive after this and probably, you know, another time we talk, have a better idea. But right now it's Ben Johnson, D'Amico Ryans. So hire Ben Johnson. D'Amico Ryans, this should be second top priority. 
And then first is is draft Bryce Young, man. That's that's the number one. Um, I mean, if you can, like, I'm not. I, I wouldn't trade up for him, like, because that just looks so stupid after you lost that game. Mm-hmm. Just I wouldn't trade up for him just for the pride of it, you know. Yeah, and principle. Then, and, yeah, for the principle, and so be it. Like, if 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 a team wants to come up and draft them, whatever, bro. But I'm not I'm not trading up for him after we had that pick the whole year and lost it because our coach was <laughs> mad, you know. So, um, but yeah, get get Bryce Young, and if he's gone, then to take C.J. Stroud, who I think, if you compare him, like we said earlier, if you compare him with Ben Johnson, I I would be very 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 excited. A couple with the fact that, like us, like we said already. We're playing in the um, the NFC South this year uh, as our NFC opponents, um, and we have Cleveland. I don't know if you saw that too. Yep, again, we got Cleveland no. again. Oh God, <laughs> it's gonna be so bad. We're gonna beat them like, this time. I feel like it's gonna be game one. I feel like Deshaun Watson might be cooked. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that freaking i'm sure you've seen it on twitter but it's like it was a list of like expected play expected i don't know what the freaking uh acronym is but um per drawback like basically like i guess efficiency i don't know if it's efficiency i don't know epa whatever epa means he was like 39th on that list I think only Joe Flacco or, or like one of the QB was worse than him. Davis Mills was ahead of him on that list. I think he's cooked. <laughs> That's a hot take that maybe yeah, we bro. save for when he truly demises and falls <laughs> apart. But uh, I mean, I, bro, it's, I feel hey, like it's something it about. It I feel like it's something about Cleveland. I really do. Because why has no QB ever been good there? Like, is it the stadium? Like, I don't understand. It, it's something with that that team, bro. Because he looks horrible. Jacoby Brissett, man. He was a good QB for them. Mm-hmm. They, they were building something. They The team was bought in. They, they were fighting hard. They were in games, battling. And then you got Deshaun in there. And he, Boy. Yeah. Bro, and side note, I'm actually we started talking about that 2011 team and I'm watching it now and freaking I did not know TJ Yates was a rookie that year. Oh yeah. And Andy Dalton was a rookie that year. There was a I think it's at the first time two rookies had met in the playoffs. Ooh, same draft class. But this Dang. 2011 team was very late, like Watching yes, this time. like makes me really happy because man, this was a fun, fun, some fun school. Like that little era has some really fun teams, bro. Good times. Antonio Smith, Daniel Manning, Glover. They should have never uh, let go of Glover Quinn. Never. Arian Foster, Vontae Leach, Ben Tate, like uh, Mean Line, Dwayne Brown, freaking man. That was, was just that smooth. was. That, that was a that was a good Texans team right there, man. One of the best. Yep. Well, yeah, when man. Bernard Pollard wasn't there. No, they didn't have Bernard Pollard. Uh, I don't see him. Yeah. Yeah, he was on the Ravens, I think, by then. But yeah, man, freaking, you had a great freaking top five and some 
things I didn't even think about, and I should have. I don't know why I didn't, especially the O-line things that you mentioned and the D-tackle position that you mentioned. Uh, so number five, you uh, asked me about this guy, and I'm just – to me, he's like uh, Andre Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins clone. Like if, mm. if you – if those two guys had a uh, – I don't know how this would happen, but it's 2023, so everything's possible. But if those two guys had a baby and they raised that young lad to be a football player, Quentin Johnson would be their their uh, football child. Um, so it's only right that he becomes a Texan, has the physicality of and stature of Andre Johnson at 6'4", being probably close to 220. And then you have just the physicality that DeAndre Hopkins brought. Andre Johnson was a dog. He just scored on a freaking out like a double move route for a touchdown. <laughs> on Pac on Man, right? It was on Pac Man Jones, maybe? I think so. It's crazy. Man. But I hope he makes it to the Hall of Fame this year. But I mm-hmm. think the Texans badly, badly need a number one. Brandon yeah. Cooks, basically, in his post. Season exit interview was basically like I want the fuck out of here and like <laughs> talked about different Bible verses to basically let it be known that he wanted out of here. Wow. Um, I like John Mechie, but we haven't seen him in the NFL mm-hmm. yet. Um, so with that being said, I think they should go after a number one wide receiver pretty aggressively. I think Nico Collins is good, but so far he you haven't been able to count on him health wise. So. Until he proves that, we don't have a number one, and we're going to need to get one. So, Quentin Johnson, I like Jordan uh, Addison. You put me on to him. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like if we did get him, like, I don't know. I feel like they would still need mm-hmm. somebody to step up. Yeah, like, he don't feel like he don't feel like that guy, huh? That's yeah, why. He, that's why. That's why I said I like Jordan. Add, Jordan Addison is my receiver one. Because yeah. yeah I mean, not Addison, uh, Smith Jackson. and Jigba. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, Addison seemed like he, he'll he be a really good player, but he don't seem like that go-to crunch yeah. time guy. No. Yeah. He seems like he'll be a good, uh, like, kind of what Philadelphia has. They have a couple mm-hmm. Batmans. Mm-hmm. Be like, like, he'll be a good Batman, but, mm-hmm. you know. Um, exactly. And he's like, that's like his comp is Devontae Smith. Yeah. I think that's a fair comp. Uh, but so I, I hope they get a wide receiver that need a bad. I like Jackson Jigba. Uh, maybe they do get him at 12. I think he's going to need to remind people, remind the league mm-hmm. who he is because he was the number one wide receiver all before. It the was Marvin started. Harrison. Like, he was Marvin Harrison before Marvin Harrison. Like people Absolutely. had him going top six in mock drafts. Absolutely. And now he, he didn't really play all this year. Mm-hmm. And people forgot. So, if he reminds people, I think he might go high still, maybe top mm-hmm. fifteen. Um, so number four, resign Laramie and Titus. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, Laramie That's made them one. comments said, talking about he wants to restructure the left tackle market. Texans have cap space; they could do it. Why wouldn't you? Especially if you're going to draft a rookie quarterback. So build around him. Titus Howard, he might not cost as much, but I feel like just as valuable. Like, you need to pay him. Um, 
We drafted him, homegrown talent. Do not let him leave because he is a good tackle and he can play left or right. And he can um, play guard. Yeah, he can he can do it all. He's been a true soldier for the team, like doing whatever they needed, even when he didn't want to play guard, doing it because it was for the betterment of the team. So I you gotta compensate him for that. Um, number three, is higher Ben Johnson or D'Amico Rhymes? You've really convinced me, and over time, it's really just like kind of seeped into my my brain about hiring an offensive coach to pair with a rookie quarterback because they could have longevity together and just build chemistry, and mm-hmm. it could just blossom into something great. But I also just love the idea of the Texans getting D'Amico Ryan's, getting him to coach his first time ever coaching for the franchise that gave him his opportunity in the NFL, I feel like it would just be something out of a Disney movie, especially if they drafted the Alabama quarterback with the Alabama head coach. would be mm-hmm. truly insane. But Ben Johnson or D'Amico Ryan's number three, you got to hire one of them. Number two, draft Bryce Young. And I know you're probably like, if that's number two, then what's mm-hmm. number one? Well, I'm going to tell you, Number one is also draft Bryce Young. That's my one and two. I feel like that they got to come away with it. They got to come away with the guy that the fan base can galvanize around and believe in, and also the players too. We saw when Deshaun Watson was balling, Deshaun Watson's good years had the fans and the team believing they could win every Sunday. Mm -hmm. We need that again desperately. And I feel like you get Bryce Young in a Texans uniform, we're going to see a very quick turnaround like the Bengals did with Burrow or like the Jaguars did this year with Trevor Lawrence. We're going to go to one of the worst to one of the first. Yeah, that's what people don't account for, too, the the, the belief your teammates have in you. Um, it goes a long way. That goes a long way. Like you see the like Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard, like talking about Deshaun Watson. Like <laughs> you saw them take a picture with them. Like yeah. they they held him in a high standard because of like the way he played, and you know, um, and you see them like Titus Howard and they 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 be tweeting about Bryce Young, um, which is why I feel like we're gonna get him. And you put him on the on the um. On the thumbnail, so it's it was already written, but it's already written. Man, I can't believe they screwed that pickup. But yeah, I think like the players know, like Philip Dorsett call him call Bryce Young Steph Curry. Um, like when they he know said the deal. that. Mm-hmm. When he said that, Walker, I was like, I was like, I was elated. I was like, on top of the moon, I was like, bet. That's all I. That's all the confirmation I needed. And then you see like. Davis Mills barely being able to beat the Colts. He threw a pick six. He he pretty much let the Colts back in that game. <laughs> he threw a like pick single six. Single-handedly. And then single-handedly. And then he threw an interception the very next drive. Mm-hmm. And I think after that, the Colts took the lead. It's just like, why, what makes you think you can – like, why would a player be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give my all for this guy? Like, come on, like they, when you're expecting them to know. fuck up, 
Mm-hmm. Defense, too. When I'm on the field every freaking – every other drive because you can't even get a first down. Like, you're not helping me out. <laughs> I'm not getting any any rest. Um, yeah. Like, why would I go my hardest on this rep when I know you're going to give it right back? I'm going to be on the field within five minutes. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, I think it's gonna happen, man. I do too. I'm not I'm it. not gonna expect it just because I didn't want to expect the Stingley. I didn't expect the Stingley to happen. I didn't expect Jabari Smith, Jalen Green, so I'm not gonna expect it. I'm gonna just hopeful, you know, and see what happens, man. <laughs> but it it seems like it's it could be a possibility. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of dominoes need to fall. And the first one's going to be who they hire as a coach. Mm, yep, that's that's probably the most important right now. And once that happens, mm-hmm. then we can, you know, I'm sure the coach will get asked the right questions to kind of signify, you know, maybe what they look for in a quarterback, and that will kind of and, signal and, what they yeah. want. And I was going to say that too. I, I was kind of saying that earlier, but like if, if you hire that coach, particularly offensively, not not defensively, if you hire a coach offensively and they're like, Will Levis, that's the one I want. I will be like more open to being like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure Dayball like was like, Yeah, get get Josh Allen here and I can work with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um if they're like, Will Levis got what I need to run it. <laughs> that sounds so funny saying, but I mean, because he, I just think he's gonna, he's such fool's gold. Like his, his arm is super like twitchy and like strong, and he's this big muscle head. Um, but like his footwork is so bad. I feel like he, he relies on his arm so much. Like, he's not like Josh Allen. Josh Allen had a little wiggle to him, and, like, his footwork wasn't, like, as bad as maybe it was. But I feel like Will Levis is all arm. All arm. But I will say this to his defense, like, and I've seen this comp. I think this is the best-case scenario. He do he, – he does – his thumb motion does remind me, like, Stafford a little bit. Boom. Boom. Yeah, he do got a little bit of Stafford in him, so you know, and he is, and he does always play hurt too. So <laughs> maybe that's what that I, that has to be with team seeing him. Um, but like, yeah, if the coach was like, I want Will Levis, like this is who I want, then I won't. If and I need to know the information. I need to hear that. I need to hear that's <laughs> that's who the coach because <laughs> they just take Will Levis without. Just like off of a win, like just off of like, we're not telling anybody this is who we always wanted. Then I'm gonna be sick. But if they're in a and if, if they're in a press conference and like Will is the guy who so and so said that he 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 wanted to 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 get, then I'd be okay with it, man. It's you like that Matthew Stafford comp though, huh? I think that's his ceiling. Mm. His ceiling is Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford. He could be that. But I think, like, his floor is, like, Jake Locker. 
you know, like, uh, mm -hmm. or Blaine Gabbert, or maybe more Blaine Gabbert than anything. Blaine Gabbert had the look. He looked like the guy. He yeah. had a good throwing arm, you know. I do like Will Levis's, like, uh, how he can throw kind of different angles and different, you know, that, yeah, that like is, he, that's he, a skill. He has that arm, man, that's, and that's what I'm saying. He he scares me with the fact that I think he's so confident in that arm and that not, like, his, his like, footwork. And, yeah, he'll try to just get away with using his arm without having his feet under him. Yeah. Which is, it's, like – one of his weaknesses in, in scouting reports, but. Yeah. If a coach gets, you know, because I feel like Josh Allen, I had no faith, no faith in Josh Allen being a good quarterback. Yeah. I, I, I felt the same way, but it wasn't from his college film. It was from his rookie year. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree but with yeah, that. But, yeah, Josh Allen proved everybody wrong. Yeah. Truthfully, so I feel like Will Levis could do that. He's got talent. He's just got to be put in the right situation. And you know, I would rather have the guy who's already got it, who's already shown mm -hmm. it. And Bryce Young, I don't think the Texans really are in a position to kind of let a QB develop. I, I don't, I don't think they're on that type of time. And I know that sounds crazy, but I don't think they are. Like mm -hmm. whoever the Nick hires he's going to have to depend on to be the right guy. Whatever quarterback he gets, he's going to have to depend on being the right guy because if not, that's it mm -hmm. for Nick. So I think he's going to hitch his wagon to somebody who he can depend on and maybe somebody who's highly recommended by his good friend Bill O'Brien. So we <laughs> shall see. But Walker, uh, before we get out of here, episode 71, would you like to share anything? Um, pass anything to the people before we go? <sighs> no, nah, man. Uh, I would just say, yeah, I would just say, God, go like, if you're listening, watching this, go check, go ch check some of these scouting report videos out, really good, underdog fantasy. Um, and there's other ones, A to Z Films is good. They have one on Bryce, CJ. They're kind of a bit later in the, in like, I'm not later, like early in the year, so I don't know Maybe they'll update it, but one on Will Levis too, like just really in-depth kind of analysis on like the good and the bad. It helps you understand more. Um, and then like, yeah, the one on Ben Johnson, I'm going to see if I can find more, but that kind of stuff helps you like get a better understanding outside of just like us talking about it or like first take talking about it. Um, it just gives you more knowledge so you can feel comfortable. Um, but Freaking funny side note, I was watching that Bengals Texans game and uh freaking Cal McNair, young Cal McNair popped up on there. Mm. <laughs> he was sitting next to real Rick Smith and his dad RP. Mm. But uh yeah, man, young Cal. He had the brown brown mustache working. Let's go. I'm like, look at this guy. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a Cal McNair hater. Like yeah. I don't think I ever was. He's always been pretty, pretty funny to me. Um, you know, he didn't they. trade DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he's just living his life playing a game, like, like, like all of us love to do. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> he just happens to be a billionaire. Yeah, 
He's blessed. Yeah. He's blessed. But, man, I wanted to say uh, we really, before we get out of here, I feel like I'm not super religious. I definitely believe in God. But I feel like we oh, got yeah. to see the act of God. Like, I feel like the whole world got to see God work, you know. And Damar Hamlin, uh, last Monday, Monday night game, mm-hmm. got injured, collapsed on the field. It was crazy. And, like, that was probably yeah. the one time in my life where maybe everybody was together, unison, no jokes were being made. You know, yeah. like I didn't see nothing. Yeah, people, yeah. It was all like I was praying for the man, you know. Yeah, I did beautiful. see one guy that was just like, "There's some sickos out there." I, I mean, he, he he, I think he was just kind of saying like, he was just being weird. He was like, "Y'all didn't care about Demar before this. Like, why why are you on here trying to give uh fake fake love? Just like why, bro? People always want to be like, yeah. want to be hot take." You know, yeah. like have a hot take. It's just like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like yeah. this ain't yeah. that. This ain't that time. But yeah, man, I think you're right. That that power of prayer. Man. I think it's I think it's real, man. Cause yeah. That he, yeah, he had to get resuscitated on the field, like critical condition for like what a couple days. So mm-hmm. I think he's going back home to Buffalo. So and. That's just, he really did bring, like, a lot of people together. Yeah, truly. Like, you got to see the act of God work in real time. Like, and that man might not play football again, but he's going to yeah, be able to live. Yeah, I was thinking live, about that you know? again, too. I was like, I, I don't, I, I would hope he doesn't, like, yeah, risk nah, that. Because nah. he, he's very lucky. Like, he's, like. Like that doctor told him, man, you wanted a game of life, you know? Yeah, um, straight up. And it's funny you say that because I was thinking about that. I was like, I was going to say that too, but I don't think Tua should play football anymore. Yeah, I'm glad you I said that. I don't think that. he should play football anymore, like just for his his life, just so yeah. his, like, for him to be able to live a, a life. I think he's yeah. done some, some major damage already. Yeah. Um, and like he for sure shouldn't play again this year because I think at this point like it could be like life threatening like damaging stuff if he keeps taking those type of concussions. I mean we saw a lot of players have to stop playing because of concussions, so many concussions taken. But the amount he's taken in this short of time, like he probably shouldn't play football again either. Like, but it's it, it's, it's it is bro. Probably could have been avoided too. Yeah, easily. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that happens because they have a playoff game this weekend and they want to start him. So that's kind of sick to me. I'm, yeah, I, I'm it's truly like, sick. Truly if sick. I was like, I try to put myself in other people's shoes, and if like if I was a Dolphins fan, like, would I be like, you know what, he'll be all right. Just let him play. Mm. Like, you know what That's I mean? Tough. That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. That's, yeah. But Walker, uh, seven, 71 episodes, man. And on the 70, 
first episode, we are talking about another Texans coaching uh, vacancy. Three years in a row, man, <laughs> or four years in a row, however. But um, until next time, next episode, we'll probably have maybe a coaching hire uh, to talk about. We'll see. But like, share, subscribe, all that, people. Till next time. Peace. Did you forget? Do it for life. Chicago that time. I'll push it aside. Wonderful vibe. Wonderful night. Did it with try. All I can hear is you and I. Off in this club. Bumping and grind. Who made it flood? You see the sun. We put out the feathers for this type of weather. She put it a club to bust up a dub. She came with a man. Caught in the sub, she giving her hugs. We know about the mud. She put in my hand, don't know what it was. She knows I'm the fan, but don't know enough. My trust is in them, God we trust. Mm-hmm. Sipping on what don't do touch. She got her own fan, she need a buzz. Might give her a chance, it's giving her. Out in the trance, it's giving her. Not on those hands, it's giving her. Nigga with bands, it's giving her. A nigga with plans, it's giving her. Still in the gym, ain't do the implants. I like that for real, ain't giving up. Like they know that you real, they give it up Like if you got the steel, they give it up Taking these M's, they giving us And running, I feel like it's ten of us I'm cleaning shit out like an enema I made this shit look like a cinema Yeah, I see the pain I see the pain in your eyes Somehow I relate tonight It will be different Different if we were like Girl, but we're nothing alike Honestly, just have a mind Type of weather, she go to the club to bust up a door. I thought it was love. It was-